put out here to do a story. To do a story about what? Uh, as you can see, there's construction underway here. Uh, they've dug out a little bit. There's water has accumulated. Traffic's backed up. And the city decides with Houston, there's always traffic. So what's the big fucking deal? What the fuck are we doing out here? I ask you, what in the fuck are we doing here? I really... No, I really want to... i got some bad ideas in my head. I just... Cookies need love like everything does. <laughs> and I will tell you, it's three agencies of government when I get there that are gone. Commerce, education, and the... Um, uh, what's the third one there? Let's see. <laughs> The pineal gland, why? Dr. Pretorius believed the pineal was a dormant sensory organ. The sixth sense. Yes, well that's not a new theory. The philosopher Descartes believed it was the third eye. It's not a theory, it's a fact. Yeah, I'm still alive, I'm still breathing. I mean, look, we can all get into sort of feeling, you know, sorry for ourselves or having a pity party about the past or what's happened. It's just not worth it because it affects the present and it affects the future. You can't sort of play into that sort of stuff. Welcome to Pop Culture Purgatory. <laughs> Hang on, Ronnie. We got some nutcase in front of us. Man, he must be smoking some heavy doobies. Bazooka Rowdy? That's the only gun I can hit a moving target with. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy. This is Decent. And Joanna. Woo! <laughs> Bring it in it. Rough Riders! <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, so hey, on this episode we're just going to talk about some stuff that we like and that we've been checking out recently and uh, it's freeform. Uh, not really planned out too well, but I mean, are you guys, uh, are you guys surprised by it? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Again, after almost 100 episodes, we're getting close. So, yeah. So we're just going to shoot the shit about At stuff. At this point, that... they know what they're invested in. Jesus. <laughs> they got it. 
Yeah. But I mean, you know, and this is just last minute for us anyway, so it's just fun. So we're doing what we can do. Right, right. We can talk about stuff like this. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about some, uh, maybe some books that we've been reading or books that we've been listening to or music or comic books or uh, uh, movies that we watched recently. And we'll just, uh, again, just, we'll just shoot the shit. We'll ping pong off of each other and ping, ping. cock. <laughs> Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Pinball? I, it's like Plinko. It's like Plinko. <laughs> Plinko. I, mean, I love Plinko. Man. Oh fuck yeah! And I mean, who doesn't love the Price Is Right? Like, yeah, exactly. Right. It was always my favorite game on on Price Is Right. This point, watching that fucking disc drop. And then hearing Bob. Well, no. Where's it going, folks? <laughs> fucking was- God, I miss Bob Barker. They're one of the greatest hosts of all time. I totally agree. We have Drew carried in that shit now, so yeah, and he's he doesn't do a bad job. He's Drew, yeah. so it works. Yeah, I think he does a great job at it. Yeah, um, I just miss Bob Barker with that long fucking microphone. It looks like a sort of like a dog's <laughs> penis, you yeah. know, whatever. It's it's weird. And, it's weird. Huh? It's weird. Yeah, um, and then you know, uh, I'm Bob I'm Bob Barker, bitch from Happy Gilmore. Oh yeah, that's a great scene. <laughs> Price the price is wrong, is wrong bitch. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> the price is wrong, bitch. No, I will. Okay, we got Mike. All right. So I, I guess I'll start with kind of the movie I was thinking of. Um, the movie I watched recently was Wag the Dog. There's a crisis in the White House. What's the crisis? And the president's top advisors have been called together. Oh, jeez. The sexual misconduct occurred inside the Oval Office. With the election only days away, how much will this scandal affect the outcome? The president spent the weekend pressing the flash. He wasn't campaigning, he was dating, actually. Now, Washington's top spin doctor. We can distract the press for 11 days till the election. I think we got a chance. Has an idea. We can't afford a war. We're gonna have the appearance of a war. But he can't pull it off without Hollywood's top producer. Uh, do I know you? We have some mutual friends in Washington. Why come to me? We want you to produce. You want me to produce your war? Not a war, it's a pageant. We need a theme, a song, some visuals. We need, you know, it's a pageant. New Line Cinema presents... How close are you to this? What do you want the kid to say? All the spectacle. I know we're all concerned for the president. I know we're all concerned for the president. I know uh, that we're all concerned for the president. He didn't, he didn't sell the line. All the drama. The president's going to go to war with Albania in about 30 minutes. Albania's hard to ride. These are chips. We need it for the armed position on the street. It'll be a kit, and we'll punch it in later, right? And all the effects of real war. Okay, put the, the village behind her. Give me some sound of screaming. Without the casualties. America has seldom witnessed a more poignant picture. They the same process with the last Schwarzenegger movie. You're the man. Albania, Albania. That rhymes. I can't believe it. We forgot a hero. It was like we sent him the Christmas card and we left out the what do you call? Fruitcake. There you go. Sergeant Schumann, if I may, welcome to history. How are you? Anybody want a beer? Because I could party. When it's cooking, it's cooking. From Academy Award winning director Barry Levinson. When this goes national, I get to put it on my resume? Actually, no. What, what could they do to me? Take them home to your house and kill you. Academy Award winner Dustin Hoffman. This is politics at its finest. Academy Award winner Robert De Niro. How would you like an ambassadorship? That's my payoff. Hell, I'd just do it for a story to tell. Oh, no, you couldn't tell anybody. Listen, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> you couldn't tell no, 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 it's just a, it's a, it's, it's a pageant. It's a pageant, that's what it is. Wag the dog. 
when the fit hits the shan, somebody's going to have to stay after school. Um, from 1998, I believe, I with uh, 1997, sorry, starring Dustin oh. Hoffman, uh, Robert De Niro, Anne Heche, Woody Harrelson, Dennis Leary, Willie Nelson. Fucking the cast, the cast list is insane. John Michael Higgins, Kirsten Dunst, a very young Kirsten Dunst. Ooh, wow. Um, David Kocher, Harlan the Williams. Oh, the director is Barry Levinson. Barry so, Levinson. You know, Men, in, Men in Black and so many other great comedies and stuff like that. Well, Steven Soderbergh was uh, Men in Black. Oh, you're right. You're right. My bad. Yeah, Levinson did Rain Man, um, Bugsy, which I, I never did see, actually. I like Bugsy. Even though it was uh, like, yeah, I've never seen it. The critical bomb, I think that, uh, 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 what's his name? The actor Warren Beatty kind of fucked a lot of that shit up. But, uh, well, apparently yeah, well, Warren Beatty is a total asshole. Every time I read yeah, something on trivia, <laughs> every time I read trivia that kind of ventures into Warren Beatty territory, it's always negative. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Correct. I, I don't yeah. know what it is, but. Because I always thought that Warren ass. Beatty directed uh, Bugsy, but I guess I was wrong. So, uh, I. I think at one point he tried to take over and direct, or maybe uh, he fucked oh, with Brad Levinson too much, and it was like Brad Levinson was like, "I'm fucking done with this. I'm out." But yeah, it went way over budget, and it was a big bomb. But I remember liking it a lot when I was a kid. But it's been a long time, so. I mean, dude, Levinson directed Young Sherlock Holmes, which is a fucking amazing oh, movie. I love that. I watched it like last year. It's great. Um, the Natural too, another good one. Oh, the Natural's yeah. great, man. Robert Robert uh, Robert Redford, man, it's awesome. Yeah, great flick. I love, but well, thinking it helps to have Robert Redford in it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of a slow moving movie, but yes, that does, that does <laughs> yeah. add a lot. But he's Wag the Dog, is, Wag the Dog is great because, like, yes, he fuck yeah. I mean, I'm straight as an arrow, and yeah, he's good looking dude. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> I, I feel like Wag the Dog is it, it make. I, I remember seeing it when it first came out because even when I was you know 1997 at this point, I'm fucking 12, <laughs> maybe 11 or 12, <laughs> right. yeah. and um. I remember just, you know, I was just so enamored with just seeing Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman in a movie, you know, but right. I just didn't get it. It's heavy. It's heavy dialogue driven. And the whole plot is um, shortly before an election, a spin doctor and a Hollywood producer joined efforts to fabricate a war in, uh, in order to cover up a presidential sex scandal. At the time, right. Bill Clinton was in office. And ironically, a year and a half after this movie, he, he had the fucking Mon Monica Lewinsky <laughs> oh, scandal. And he tried to – he was launching attacks the same day the media were releasing reports about the scandal. He'd be like, oh, well, let's, let's go bomb some fucking terrorists in Sudan now. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll forget about the other shots I've been shooting, you know? Right. <laughs> they did not. Um. <laughs> no. No. And the movie is fucking hilarious. The the level of so like you know, they're trying to fabricate to do anything to to draw away from this. So like they they bring in Willie Nelson to write like a song, and it's kind of a parody of We Are the World, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> they they make like fake footage to kind of show like this attack in Albania that's going on right now. Like and like it's it's just so ridiculous and ludicrous, but it, but also very on the nose. Like. You know, we've kind of seen this in history. The Gulf of Tonkin incident in 1973 was the introduction to Vietnam, which we just lied about to the American public. So they'd be like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go to war. <laughs> or 1967. Sorry. But yeah, crazy shit. And it's just a fun, hilarious movie. And it surprised me. I, I, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Is it a weird time? Like, I, well, I'm, you know, I don't know about you, honey, but look up. Uh, uh, but for me and Mike, I, we talked about it several times and. Um, I think me and Mike had a similar sort of like uh, 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 growing up movie wide experience. Like 
who could say that I watched like the Informer with like Russell Crowe, Michael Mann movie, and be like at twelve years old or whatever when it came out. It was I was young. It was like in the nineteen ninety nine or some shit, and I was like, that was an awesome movie. I had no idea what was going on. Like, well, yeah, was, the gravity so behind it and the reality. Yeah, the gravity. Yeah. The, the like you're saying. I remember seeing Black Dog when I was a kid. I thought it was awesome. And but like like I have no idea what's going on. Like it was so dialogue driven. I just knew that the acting was really good. It was Dustin Hoffman steals the show, bro. He and is fucking that. hilarious. But like, is that weird time though, dude? Like I can watch Patriot Games or what? Maybe Patriot Games not the right one, but like I can watch like Rob Roy or some shit like that. Where it's like it's mostly just like shit that I don't truly understand. But as some for some reason as a kid, I I like I loved it. And I grew up, and I, I watched it, and like then you understand like the value of all of uh, the value of the the script, the acting, like the 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 uh, uh, the, the material, all the stuff it comes to light. You oh, know, yeah. you don't understand what it is, but like you watch it again, you're like, wow, this is a really great movie. Like, you know, Legends of the Fall or some shit. I, I don't know what Legends of the Fall was when I was a, when I was a kid. It's just some, it came out in nineteen ninety four. I'm young or whatever. Whenever it came out, I'm like, I didn't care about a love story. At the they didn't care about love story. But at the same time, I was like, like this has to be a good. This looks like a good movie. I think it's good. But like, you know, like, like Far and Away, for an example, Far and Away is a love story that I actually really like a lot. And I remember watching that movie as a kid and being really disappointed with it just because it's fucking tragic as hell. Yeah, well, it is. But like, I remember loving it though because it was suspenseful, and I remember that there was something at stake here. And I remember growing, I remember growing up and getting and, and watching it again, and like, well, growing up like when I was eighteen. Like wow, this is really sad, but still, I think there's some some past memory in, 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 from a, a young child that r- reminds me how great this movie is. And it, yeah, that makes it even better that I'm older and I can understand it better. Like wh- like if I asked yeah. if, if I asked if, if Bryce watched Wag the Dog now, he would for, he, we'd be bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would kids. make absolutely no sense. He'd be like, there's kids. too much dialogue. I yeah, don't and like that's, it. yeah it's, it's all it is. Well, and see, I for haven't seen Wag the Dog. I'm pretty sure I've not seen most of those movies you just mentioned, uh-huh. Jeremy. And, um, yeah, because when I was a kid, I didn't watch any of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's ironic, too, you brought, that he brought up Legends of the Fall, because I still don't like that movie. I know it's really popular, and it's a really good written love story, kind of mixed with the American Civil War, and so if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. But I, don't remember I, rewatched, I rewatched it a couple of years ago, and I still just, like, yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> not for know? me either, you know. But like the fact that we can, we were, we were, we, when we were kids, like at least, like, yeah, I know it's different for both me and you, but we, like, what I'm trying to, ex- I'm doing a poor job yeah, of it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Well, yeah, 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 Legends of Fall is not for me. The best part of Legends of Fall is the end where the fucking bear kills Bad Pit. It's a great part. Jesus but like, Christ. Uh, <laughs> movie for me. Oh, you ever seen it? Yeah. Okay, Spoiler. sorry. She just said that. Well, this is a cool part with Brad Pitt where he takes some revenge, which is really cool. I think that's a, but the movie's like three hours long. So I don't like, want to oh watch my it God. right now. But like, you know, I'm a kid. You know, yeah. my mom's watching this stuff. My dad's watching this stuff. They're like really, I remember, I remember when like, uh, uh, Mike, not Patriot Games, but what's the other one with, with Ford? Um, the Fugitive. Like, huh? No, it's, it's a Clan Clancy. Um, it's like um, all the presidents. Air, and, Air Force One? No, clear and present danger. Clear and present danger. I remember when clear and present danger came out. I remember my parents were watching it in the living room. So like, I had to come ask him for something. Like, hey, can I get a drink? Like, whoa, 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 stop the movie. 
rewind it. <laughs> inter- I, I got to pay attention to this. Look it up for me so I can go back, you know, stuff like that. You know, um, you and I don't even child? think Clear and Present Danger is anywhere near as good as Patriot Games, in my opinion. Anywhere near. But not, it's still I, fun. Yeah. But my parents never watched, uh, didn't really watch a lot of stuff that had that much kind of intrigue in it. Like, or, or, you know, the, the Clown Clancy stuff. And, like, yeah, all right, right. Got to pay attention to that dialogue or you're going to get lost. But, like, I could tell my parents were so involved in the dialogue. That's awesome. I, I got to see this movie. And I would sneak out at, like, on Saturday, like, at midnight. Where we're picking, they would copy it at that point. And I grabbed Clear and Presentation out of there. And I put it in my VHS player and start watching it. I had no idea what the fuck's going on, but. There's Indiana Jones and or Han Solo. He's he's got he's a, he's in a tie and a suit. <laughs> I mean, he's got a family now. Still but, a rebel though. <laughs> yeah, he's still a rebel though. <laughs> still a scoundrel. Uh, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it that, that's I, thought, I always thought that was very interesting because we have a different, completely childhood than most kids. Even from the kids that we grew in that decade that we grew up in, it's way different. Me. Oh, you. <laughs> Yeah, my parents let me watch everything, but they wouldn't let me listen to anything from advisory, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, we talked about that before, too. It's the same thing. Don't get it. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah that... I can't watch, like, um, I don't know. I can't watch John Carpenter's Vampires. Weird. I don't sure. Don't get it. But, uh, yeah, that's, you know, so that's my first pick, Wag the Dog. Um, it's available on HBO Max. Anybody out there who wants to watch it, I highly recommend it. It's, on series Max. It's, it's also on Tubi as well, if you don't have Max. Oh, God bless Tubi. All right, we're going to watch, me and Joe are going to watch this tomorrow then. Yay! So. Okay, I'm going to go next. Um, so these are not things that I have read recently, but they're ones that I really like. So um, my first pick is The Book Thief by Marcus, with the last name, um, Zusak? Zusak, yeah. Okay. Z-U-S-A-K? Yes. Yeah. Like Cusack, but... Oh, yeah, like Cusack. Oh, I love John Cusack. And Joan. And Joan, but, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, and Joan. Um, I have no idea when this book came out, but uh, I read it a few years ago, and it was just super great. I think it's classified under, like, young adult book, but um, they made a movie about it, like... And when I say a few years ago, I think I mean, like, eight years ago. We were doing it at the time. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, the Book Thief. Okay. Um, I feel like I remember hearing about the movie. I didn't know it was yeah, a book. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, the, my favorite my favorite part about it is that it's narrated by Death. So, uh, yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. By, by Death. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah William so, Sadler in there? No, it doesn't have Best William Sadler. <laughs> <laughs> it's about... Uh, my <laughs> is it set in World War Two? Yeah, it's World War II. I have seen the movie. The movie is great. Oh yeah, the book is really good too. It's the um, it's a little girl who gets uh, she's fostered by these two older this older couple, and um, she really likes the dad. Like he's really really caring, but they have like no money because it's World War II, and Germany, and uh, it goes through the whole thing. And they they house a, a Jewish guy. In their basement, I guess. And right, anywhere they can hide him, probably. Becomes, yeah, she becomes friends with him, and they all talk books and stuff like that. And then, you know, um, Hitler goes burning books, because you're not allowed to have all of those, and all of that jazz. And it's it's just really, really good. I would recommend it. And then watch the movie. 
And yeah, then, I'm gonna have to read right. the book. I didn't realize it was a book. <laughs> yeah. I, I just remember seeing the movie. I think it. I, I'm about to look it up. It came out in 2013, apparently. So it's been like eight years now. Holy shit. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's got Jeffrey Rush, Emily Watson, um, some other people I don't recognize. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, Jeffrey Rush is in there. Um, um, yeah, it was it was a great movie, and I'm like I'm gonna have to read the book now. Yeah, it's really good. I recommend it. That's my pick. Right on. All right, so my pick is um, <clears throat> my pick is I just picked this up recently. Uh, De La Morte De La Moore, or AKA Cemetery Man, uh, for those in America. I'm the watchman of the Buffalora Cemetery. My name's Francesco De La Morte. I don't know how the epidemic started. All I know is that some people, on the seventh night after their death, come back to life. Is it true what they say? That the dead come back to life here at night? With your consent, I'd like to marry Nagy. Not as long, dear, as I've got a breath in my body. We'll fix that right away. Stop killing the dead. If you don't want the dead coming back to life, why don't you just kill the living? Are you listening to me? Don't you believe me? No. Tough. Uh, we're in America. <laughs> What's the the English name? Is Cemetery Man? Yeah, the English is Cemetery Man. Uh, De- uh, De- oh, okay. Uh, so this is a uh, a cemetery man must kill the dead uh, a second time when they become zombies. Uh, it kind of takes it takes place obviously in the cemetery. Uh, it uh, follows. Um, let me write the let me get these guys' names: uh, Francisco de la Morte and Ganji. Uh, Ganji being his sort of Igor or his guy who digs up okay. the, to put the dead bodies back into. But every night, uh, Francisco uh, has to kill the dead because the, the dead wake up um, after they've been buried. Uh, it's not a very deep so- movie. Uh, it's a movie that I, but it's a, but it's a movie that I love very much. It's a movie that I've always wanted to have on Blu-ray. I, I, I eventually just got it. It's been out of print for a while, so I was able to pick it up recently. Uh, this thing was directed by uh, Michelle Soivi, and he's uh, he directed The Sect, which is really cool. And he also directed uh, Stage Fright. If you guys want to check that out, uh, Stage Fright is very fucking weird. You know, if you guys are so bored with dudes wearing hockey masks or guys that bring you to dreams. You want something a little different? Uh, watch Stage Fright, and you have a guy with a gigantic owl mask on his head, carrying an axe, killing people who put on plays plays on stages. It's Scary. a lot of fun. Very Italian. This is an I, Italian. Yeah, I was just looking it up, and it stars fucking Rupert Everett. I would yeah. never have guessed that. This is Rupert <laughs> Everett's first movie, I believe. That is so, crazy. He was uh, great yeah. in it, though. Too like huh? he was really good in it. He's really good. I really yeah. liked him. His his facial expressions were really good for it. He's got that sad face. The score is really good. The cinematography is off the chain, though. The the cinematography is amazing. The special effects, the makeup effects, are fucking phenomenal. They really are. Um, it it all takes place in the cemetery. There's they they never tried. That's what I was gonna ask. So the the plot line it says on IMDb. So he's like a he's a cemetery man that has to kill zombies when they become zombies, basically. Yeah. So people die. 
and then yeah. they get buried, and then the, the day after, like that night after they're buried, they come back, and so he has to re-kill them to make sure that they're really dead. Right. If yeah. he doesn't re-kill them, they become zombies and they get crazy. Yeah. And um, it's all this. It's it. it um, it's like a. It's it, it's got a little bit of jaws to it too. Where like the the governor's like he's not paying enough money for the cemetery to get better sort of plots. Um, and uh, Francisco is trying to ask. You know, he, it's almost. It, it's got some like sort of like uh, some Hitchhiker's Guide to it too. Where he has to go to like um, he has to go to go get paid. He has to go to this um, this office to get paid. And it's like stats of papers. It's very visually like. Uh, breathtaking it looks really cool but it's also kind right of goofy on. and funny uh but um if uh but like it's it's gory it's funny it's very evil dead a little bit too uh but it's it's also extremely italian extremely um, italian yeah extremely <laughs> italian. Uh, it's extremely italian yeah, horror has its own style good god yeah it does which is uh, probably my favorite horror oh like, mine probably mine too i don't really care for the u.s horror stuff i'm like there's some in there some, ja- some japanese sounds good too but i uh, really just like the italian there's some floating there's some floating decapitating decapitated heads uh there's uh, a great I, I i'm sorry but i'm gonna say it's a great uh pair of boobs, boobs? with like pepper, yeah. like these massive areolas <laughs> they, incredible they uh, are but, uh, oh my god i just remembered insane. that but um, they're as big as my palm. <laughs> they are huge, yeah. uh, but like they're like glazed, like a glazed donut, like yeah. the size of that. Yeah. Uh, but it's just funny and quirky, and it looks great on Blu-ray. Uh, it was cool for me because I was the first time I got to see it on Blu-ray, but also with subtitles, even though the audio is really good. But like you can, uh, it's just cool to see it and kind of confirm what I've always heard. But like it's also got a lot of noir stuff in it too, because uh, uh, Rupert Everett's very like a noir. He's almost he's not a detective, but he might as well be like a noir detective from the fifties. He carries right. a big he carries a big forty four, smokes cigarettes, he has sex with really attractive women, and he kills zombies. And yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like that. Living uh, the life. Yeah. <laughs> Killing the dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is very strange, but it's extremely unique, and it is one of a kind. And if anybody doesn't have the money to buy it from Shameless Pictures, which is a website from Britain, which I bought mine from, uh, which you should do it. Still, you also get like a really beautiful yellow case, and it's great slipcover. Uh, it's painted. But if you guys can't afford it, please do yourself a favor and go to YouTube. The whole movie's on YouTube. And it's a movie that I've been wanting to cover for a long time on the That's podcast. That's what I'll be doing soon. That and I hope awesome. that we can cover it one day and I just won't skip over a lot of cool stuff with this. But just sort of like get you guys to hear it. Uh, but like, yeah, I want to cover this in the podcast one day because it's really, it's really good. And the score is really good. And um, check out The Sect and check out uh, Stage Fright. Uh, they're really great stuff from Michelle Soybe. And uh, it's based off a novel, believe it or not. Um, And some people say, uh, I talked to Slingoff about this the other day. Apparently, it's sort of kind of based off Dylan Dog, which is an Italian sort of, um, he's kind of like a uh, supernatural detective. They made a really shitty movie with Brandon Ralph about him. Okay. uh, Ten years ago or whatever. He's like a sort of like a supernatural detective. Uh, so this is sort of based off the Dylan Dog as well, guy that comes through and like you know uh, he's kind of like a he's kind of like a John Constantine a little bit. He's not a piece of shit like John Constantine's a lot nicer than that, but um, it's kind of based off that too. If you guys want to go out and check out some Dylan Dog uh, and sort of dip your toe into that and watch that terrible movie, you don't have to. You can just look at the, <laughs> the Italian comics, which are way better. But um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. And uh, guys, do yourself a favor and check it out. Uh, yeah, Cemetery Man or 
Dylan Morrissey, Dylan Moore. <clears throat> All right. So, so it's me next, right? Yes. Sure. All right. So I'm, I'm going to pick another movie as well. Something I just watched for the first time um, literally three nights ago. It's uh, Mona Lisa from 1986, starring Bob Hoskins, Kevin mm. Tyson. Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, men have named you. You're so like the lady with the mystic smile. She is mysterious. Last a year and a half on that street. You're looking. I was looking. I'm going out. Looking for someone. I can't go down. But you could. You. What you do? Drive. George. Venice will find you and cut your face. Drive. What you? You don't need anybody, do you? I do. What do you mean, better? Tommy, dirty, nasty, slimy, kicking. She moved. She Bob Hoskins, Kathy Tyson, Michael Caine, Mona Lisa. Sometimes love is a strange and wicked game. I mean, you talked about this a couple months ago. We talked and, about, like, man, this trailer yes. is amazing. Yeah. And I could not it, – it's it's on HBO Max now. I oh, saw shit. it fucking two wow. or three – what's funny is I, I started it, God, at, like, 3 a.m. one night after I got done closing. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> probably got, like, maybe 35, 40 minutes in, passed out, and had fucking right. forgotten that I'd started it the next day. Go to work, come back home, and I go to through, like, my recent searches, and I was like, oh, shit. And finish it, and man, it's it's a really good but interesting movie. It's you know I it, it's um, I'll just read the you know a man recently released from prison manages to get a job driving a car call girl from customer to customer, and um yeah, it's it gives me a lot of taxi driver vibes kind of at times, but like the British version if that makes sense. Um, and Bob Hoskins is fucking incredible. It's his only Academy Award nomination he ever got was for this movie. The only one? Yeah. Um, yeah, and he won like the Golden Globe. He won all this other stuff, but he did not win the Academy Award for it. And in my opinion, he deserved it, but I, I don't know who he won against that year. Um, but the fucking Hagrid's in this movie, a young yeah, Robbie, Robbie Coltrane. Coltrane. So great. Young Robbie Coltrane. Wow. Michael Caine and yeah. um 
Kathy Tyson, who plays the 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 um, the prostitute Simone, she's fucking incredible in this movie. Oh, I, I had never really heard of her or seen her in anything beforehand, or really even after that. I can just think of off the top of my head, and she right. is just she's just really she's great. Um, Neil Jordan, who directed Neil this, Jordan? Loved, yes, you know, directed the Crying Game. I mean, Greta, you know, you know all this stuff. Yeah, this guy directed, directed this? like yes. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, it was his third movie. Oh. Third movie? Yeah, he did the Company of Wolves, and Company then that was the next first, one. Yeah. 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 Damn, I love Company of Wolves. I want to. I want to do that for a Halloween episode one year. Company of Wolves. Neil Jordan. Wow. Great Simple director, as man. Mind. I, I keep forgetting that he directed Interview with the Vampire. I always forget that. Blows so my do, mind. So do I. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you too. Because it's so different from all of his other films. You know, it's just I, like it's oh, more, wow, it's more straight, right it's, on. It's actually it's the most probably the most straightforward movie he ever did. Honestly, I agree. Right? Yeah, you know for sure. That's awesome. But, I'm so um, glad you watched that, man. I've been wanting to watch that so bad. I didn't even watch it. Yeah, it's like it, it just came on Max on April. I'm assuming April first, and I just happened to see it. I was just scrolling through recently added or whatever, and it's on there. The movie is great. It's so well acted. It's so well shot, directed. Of course, the dialogue is incredible. Um, action scene. It's brutal. It's heavy. It's it's real in your fucking face. You know, 1980s style movie that I enjoy, right. but it's just, it's, 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 you know, it's just like cuts truth. And, um, I just really enjoyed it. Bob Hoskins kills it. You compared it to taxi driver. So I'm prepared and, and, now and when I watch don't, it. Don't, <laughs> well, it's, it's not that brutal, but there are a lot of similar, there are just a lot of major similarities, especially tonally and story wise. Like yeah. there's no way that, you know, Neil Jordan wasn't inspired in some way by it, by writing this movie. I would assume there's a lot of awkward moments that make you feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then just, you know, yes, it's just, it's a heavy story. You know, it's a really, really heavy topic. Right. Yeah. I believe that. I would expect nothing less from Neil Jordan. So. Yeah. And, you know, he was, he, he, it's just crazy how many different movies that guy's directed. So he's kind of been one that's always kind of evaded me, honestly. Like, I, I, I don't realize I'm watching a Neil Jordan movie until I go and look it up because his style is just all over the place. Right. Which I like. Directed Michael Collins, for fuck's sakes. I don't know if you saw Christ, that. Jesus Christ, Liam Neeson. I remember that. I saw yeah. the theater when I, it's a great I was, movie. I was the only one excited about seeing that when I worked at the theater. <laughs> it was put like the shittiest low-quality theater, too, when it first came out. Oh, no. Wild. I think you're thinking of Michael Clayton. No, who's Michael Collins? Oh, you worked in a theater in 1996? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> like, holy shit. Because right, I, I, I was at the theater with Michael Clayton, and I was really excited to see that movie, too. <laughs> oh, so was I. So was I. I think we're the only ones that were excited about seeing Michael Clayton. So. It's a great flick, too. Like, that movie, I don't know why that snuck under the radar. I know that he got nominated or whatever, but, like, it didn't make any money. No, anyway, it didn't. I know it I'm tangenting. I still, I didn't work at the theater in 1996. Michael Collins is awesome, though. That, 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 that's a great movie, yeah. Liam Neeson's great in that flick. Man. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. No doubt. Just a good flick. But, um. I was the fuck out of my brain just now. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Um. It's uh, like I said, it, this this one and Wag the Dog, they both they're both totally completely fucking different. Way different but yeah. we're just kind of movies I missed that were only like two years apart, one year apart. You know that I appreciate a hell of a lot more now than I did growing up. Right, right, right. You always do. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my second pick. All right, Jojo. My second pick. Speak a little bit. My second pick. There you go. There you go is Jane Eyre. 
by Charlotte Bronte. Um, I also get confused because Jane Eyre sounds like I get confused with Jane Austen. Then I think that Jane Austen wrote it. She didn't. But it's one of the Bronte sisters. There's Charlotte and I think Elizabeth. Is this Emily? Um, Emily. Emily. It's Emily. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, they wrote that really cool book I, I've been wanting to read um, for a while. They wrote a lot of really good books. Oh, yeah. One specific book that I really wanted to read. I can't remember the name of it. But, um, but it's from, like, what did it say? It's 1847 was when it was first published. And it was immediately recognized as a masterpiece. In 1847, written by a lady. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. Right. I don't know if she right. had a different pen name when she wrote it. Because I know when Jane Austen started, she wrote under a man's name. But anyways, this book, I've read it twice. And listened to it once. Um, the first time I read it, I was like, oh, man, this is pretty good. I like it. And then it gets, like, really good towards the end. And then it was a few years later, I was like, oh, I don't think I've read this book. I read the back cover, and I was like, yeah, I haven't read this. I got about <laughs> halfway through it, and I was like, I kind of remember what's happening here. And it's just, it's really good. So the um, synopsis is poor and plain Jane Eyre begins life as a lonely orphan in a household of her hateful aunt. Despite the oppression she endures at home and the later torture of boarding school, she manages to emerge with her spirit and integrity and broken. She becomes a governess where she finds herself falling in love with her employer, but an explosive secret tears apart their relationship, forcing Jane to face poverty and isolation once again. So when I listened to this one on Audible... It had it listed under mystery, I think. And I was like, really? Huh. Where's the mystery? Because, again, I forgot what happened in it. It's really good, though. <laughs> like, it's also, you know, like 520 pages long. It's stupid. Quite a bit. But, yeah. man, it's a good book. And it's in, you know, 1850s language. Well, it sounds like Mike has read this book. So you kind of have to, like. Oh, I've read all the Bronte's books. Yes. Wow. Being an English, being an English AP, it was pretty much a you know pre- prerequisite <laughs> it's a, it's I'm, not, I'm not bitching about that at all but yeah we read uh, like god in a, they, and I, they I, wrote wuthering heights too right yes we had to read that yeah as well. that's that's the one you want to read wuthering heights yeah. is the one i want to read yeah, yeah that's cool. a good one there too <clears throat> that's what we read i agree for sure and i mean to be honest i jane Eyre is one of my more favorite of the books that that they of, of all of them i really enjoyed this one a lot more but it like you were saying, Joe, it takes so long to – for me at least, it took a long time for me to get invested in. But once you do, it's like a runaway train at that point towards Correct. the Correct. Yeah, because like you get into it and it kind of like – it's long because it has to describe everything to you. Oh, yeah. And it's just like you're like, oh, I don't even know, man. And then Jane Eyre, she's kind of like a sad lady. Like oh, yeah. She's real sad, depressing. And then she finds Mr. Rochester and you're like, oh, yay. <laughs> and then you find out the mystery. Yeah, and then you no find, oh, it got crazy, and I loved it. No spoilers, you know, it's only yes. it, a million it, this, years yeah. old. So if you haven't read it, <laughs> you're late. Go read it. Also, Joe, did you ever watch the the 2007 series? Um, it's on it's on BritBox. If 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 y'all have my Prime information, like you can access BritBox. It's like a four episode thing. It stars Ruth Wilson and Toby Stevens um, from Black Flag or Black Cells, whatever that was. Uh-huh. Anyway, the sh- it, I think you would. Re- they do a fucking great job, and it's a four-episode thing of about Jane, Jane Eyre. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It's they're yeah, each like fifty minute long episodes. It's really good. You know, and you there have... was a movie that came out too, but the show's way better. Yeah, I don't think I've I've seen anything with it, and I'd love to. But like I've seen um, Pride and Prejudice, all the bajillion of them, except for the vampire yeah. one, because I'm not gonna do that. And then um, that was a zombies. lot of fun, zombies, but for me, vampires. I loved it. I thought yeah. it was hilarious. <laughs> but like, but... you have all of those those types of books. Is like I get into them. I read. Uh, this is Jane Eyre. I read Wuthering Heights. I read Pride and Prejudice. I've read Persuasion and uh, what's the other one? Emma. Emma. We but, watched Emma recently. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about and that. I'm pretty Emma's sure. Was a great. I, I love the movie. So. Emma, Persuasion, oh, one, yeah. and Pride and Prejudice one, yeah. are Jane Austen. I like the old one too. What's her name? I forget. Uh huh. With Gwyneth it's Paltrow. fucking Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like Anna Taylor Joy a lot more. Yeah, it's a lot more fun. It, it was it a lot more fun. It was better filmed. It's just a better yeah. movie. You know what I mean? Like all it's around, kind of one of those things. And it was yeah. just like this is everyday life, and it wasn't necessarily rich posh people. It was like this is how it goes. As a lady, you have to be married off, otherwise you're a burden to your family because they have exactly. to keep feeding you. Which is the most saddest. Correct. It's, it's <laughs> horrific. It's, it's not. Br- I'm not saying and... it's great, but like that's how it was, and it was you. They wrote about real life, which wasn't a normal thing. And plus, dudes back then didn't care about lady life. Like, you were supposed to be there to cook for them, sleep with them, bear them children who had to be boys. And, and yeah, you were you were just another servant. That's all. You, that's all. That's all they were. A servant in a different way. Correct. Yeah, a in servant. a fucked up way. In a fucked up <laughs> way. Fucked up way. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, but it was. I think it was just really great that they they wrote about it. And that people ate it up. Like, they were just oh, like, yeah. give me some more. Truth, you know? Well, people and who's reading? Truth. Who's reading at that time? Ladies. They ain't got nothing else to exactly. do. Exactly. Besides, exactly. you know. And they're more knowledgeable. Yeah, correct. And they could understand it and everything. And then I'm sure some dudes read it, too, and were like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, I'm going to treat too. my wife the same still. It's going to be fine. Right. Oh. But that's my um, second pick. See, this is what we've been, I've been talking about doing this fucking Great thing. Uh, I've been th- I've been talking about doing this. Uh, what what was the podcast we're gonna do? Um, yeah, I know I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember. We're what talking we about doing it. a Victorian era. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about doing an era podcast like that together. Yeah, about this type of books and movies because... and stuff like that, and I love it. That's oh, we should write a script and just speak in Elizabethan talk the whole time and piss <laughs> oh my everyone off, including ourselves. <laughs> Correct. Because yes, yes. if you want to if you want to get deep into it, you should also read Anna Karenina. If you haven't read that. Which also, one? Anna Karenina by Leo Tolstoy. It's a Russian oh, novel. Oh, yeah, no, of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, so, yeah. Um, Fuck, that book is... <laughs> if, you, if you have, you know, I read it in one month. I love Tolstoy, though. Like, I'm a, oh, I'm, I've always been a huge fucking fan. But, like, that, 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 one, that one was tough for me to get through. And, yeah. you know, it's been years since I even touched it. So, like, oh. I don't remember. That's what I remember about it, just being a difficult read. I remember sitting there because I, I had a time frame to read it because that new Anna Karenina with what's her face is in all the time period movies that I don't really care for. Tom Cruise? No, her face, the lady. Um, uh, Nicole Kidman? Kira oh, Knightley. Kira Knightley, Kira Knightley yeah. that one. Oh, God, she's so gorgeous. Sorry, good. <laughs> beautiful, but, it's, but, but she acts with her lips. Have y'all seen that video? Yes. She just, it's just acts. Sorry, good. Sorry. Sorry. She's not my favorite, but she does very good. But um, so uh, she did. <laughs> She was in that new Anna Karenina movie with 
other people. I don't know. It's not new anymore. But well, yeah. yeah, it was new like eight years ago. Again, time frame not good with me. But right. Uh, right. I had my friend and I were going to go see that movie. And right. so we were like, let's read the book first. And we're like, this movie comes out in a month. And I was like, on it. I read that book <laughs> all the time. And when we got to the like Russian farming bit in there, I was like, kill me now. I can't. It's so long. It was like a two-page paragraph. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he told, he, he, yeah. He told me several times. And I was yeah. just like, I'm done. I I can't. I don't even know what I read. So we're just going to keep going. But right, right, get right. into the books. They're great. There's, there's some of that in uh, King's uh, uh, Wolves of Vakala, too. It's a, I think it's number five in, this, in the Dark Tower book. There's some farming going on. And I'm like, all right, guys, look, I... King, hey man, I love you, but uh, let's move it. Let's move it on a little bit. Yeah. Let's, let's I mean, it's the same with, you know, fucking R.R. Martin with Game of Thrones. Jesus Christ, I'll just describe a shield for fucking a page and a half. <laughs> and then, like, like, I don't even uh, know what I'm looking at anymore in my brain. I, 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 I forgot what I completely read. I have to go back two <laughs> pages. <laughs> right, 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 right. The worst, though, the, and I, I, I'm sure I've said this on the show before, but I have to say it again. The worst. I ever read was the Scarlet fucking letter. The guy spent like two pages describing a door. And I was like, yeah, what the I... fuck? Like that, that was like the first book I remember like being in, in AP English that I just fucking chunked it. It was like, I'm buying the cliff notes. I'm not doing this. <laughs> like I'll take the C on the course. I don't care. We didn't have to read that one in English because I was in a different course or whatever. Oh. We had to read Beowulf, so it was not Oh really? god, equally shitty. Bro, Beowulf. Correct. Yeah. And I remember Beowulf and I was like what happened? Yeah, correct. <laughs> I was very lost in that one. But um, the Scarlet Letter, I tried to read it on my own because I was like, I want to read this. It's just like core. It's an intriguing concept. <laughs> but I, I could not get into it. I read it and I was like, it's, it's not so a long poorly book. executed. I just couldn't get it. Just like, oh, Charles Dickens, Great Expectations. Have you read that one? Great. That's one of my favorite books. I fucking like, love Great I Expectations. Just, it was like that first chapter. I read it and I was like, what just happened? Okay. I can't. Oh, it makes no sense. Yeah, I was you guys, are, you guys are really giving something to listen to in audiobook-wise? Yeah. I'm excited about this. Yes. Okay. I think you will hate great expectations, honestly. <laughs> I enjoyed it because it was my first introduction to kind of like just a different storytelling style. Like, well, and that's, though, that, so. that is not giving it, like, I'm not trying to... Um, I know it's considered a classic book, but I can understand all of its fucking problems that people have yeah. with it. You know what I mean? It's, it was, it's it's still hard to read. If I can't get past that first chapter, I'm like, I'm gonna subject myself to right. how many more chapters of this? I can't I can't do it. Again, that was probably like fifteen years ago that I tried to read it. I could read it again now and probably be fine. You grew up with it, but yeah. maybe maybe who yeah. knows. You know, and so, honestly, sometimes I get older and I realize I don't want to fucking read these books anymore, you know, like, and that's a good, that's a good, no, that's a good thing. Like, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, the Count of Monte Cristo is like, I, I love that book, but I will never, ever, ever fucking read that again, man. You know, like it's too long. There's too many drag points. Like, and I love it. I love Alexander Dumas so much, but like, there's so many books like that for me. It's like, all right, I already know the story. Unfortunately, the writing isn't that is big of a draw for me to go back through the shit you know yeah like i feel that way with stephen king a lot too unfortunately uh well i'm with you on that one bro so yeah the, the two books that i the two books that i picked they're ones that obviously with jane Eyre, i have reread it and forgot i reread it um and then the book thief it's 
they're both ones that I would read again. Like, still now, I'd read Jane Eyre again. Right. And it'd be fine. I've been reading more, and the books that I've read now, I'm like, they're good. I enjoyed them greatly. I'd recommend them to people. I never read them again. Right. (laughs) And that's good. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? A book is a fucking journey. Like, especially a really goddamn good one, man. Like, uh, even though, you know, to kind of go against my point, some of the best ones I've ever read, I can't wait to reread. But it's yeah. it's always it's always styles, you know what I mean? Like I could sure. reread the Harry Potter books till the day I die, you know what I mean? So just because I, yeah, yeah, just because I love the style, love yeah. the, the lore, the world, you know. Um, there are some Stephen King books I feel that way with, but not a lot of them, uh, unfortunately. And I I still love the guy as a writer. You know, I could say this about so many you know authors. Yeah, it's right. Kind of right. never ending at that point. Yeah, yeah, but. I understand, man. The shit gets taxing. <laughs> it's, it's so it's, it's, much it's, time invested. Right. It, it, for me, it's like a warm blanket. Like you know, you you can like for those Harry Potter books. I uh, I I listened. I legitimately listened to them back to back to back for like a whole almost an entire month, and I never got sick of them. Even though there was some con- there was some uh, some consistencies there, like with some characters. I was like, all right, yeah. I get it with Ron. You, you, you shit on Ron a lot, but he's he's a good dude. But like, it, and then it, all it, female characters are stupid apparently because that's the vibe, vibe I get a lot. <laughs> besides besides Hermione or or, or, or Mr. but Magon. even she fucks up all the time. Through, anyway, sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, well, she doesn't really fuck up. It's just like it's like they think that she fucked up, and you have to you have to like tread. You have to dredge through them figuring out whether or not that that Hermione fucked up and she didn't fuck up she actually found what the problem was and hey she got turned to fucking stone so she got fucked over you know shit like that you know or, or paralyzed whatever by, by Aragog but like and then she like, became a cat <laughs> yeah, but, but then the boys were able to look like Crab and Goyle but she yeah. gets fucked over and she's in, and then you go and then J.K. Rowling writes and then she was in a hospital for a week. It's like, yeah. oh, what the fuck happened to Hermione, man? She's yeah, yeah right. She's like, holy shit. Or or Ron's, uh, uh, but like Ron's out of decommission because he fucked, he like broke his leg or whatever. He's out, he's out for like a week and a half and fuck uh, in the hospital. But like, but Mrs. Uh, you know, Professor McGonagall's like a straight arrow. Like she's fucking killing all. It's, but she's a straight arrow. But like, I think the stuff like this in Harry Potter um, are. They're like a warm blanket, man. Like you can always go back to it and reread it. Even if you don't want to reread it, you have the memories of yeah. re- of reading it's just it. Fun. And it's and it, fun. It makes you feel comfortable because yeah, you know where the story goes, but it's like the journey of getting there is really good still. Like absolutely. And you pick up different things, you know. You all like, the shit I forgot over an eight hundred page fucking book. Correct. <laughs> correct. I'm pretty sure I could reread um Anna Karenina again and be like, Oh yeah, didn't remember that. Right. But I'm not I feel there like I yet. Can do that with Order of the Phoenix every time I reread it. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you just listen to it. Yeah. yeah. I feel you on that one, buddy. Yeah. But yeah, that's a great choice. I mean, some of my favorite, those are some of my favorite books, Joe. Like, yeah, great choice. I'm so happy that you like these these types of books, too. I love uh I just love literature. Yeah. yeah. I love books. I, we went to Half Price Books today, and my normal book um genre currently is anything like world war ii historical fiction not really love story but kind of a little bit it's in there but like i read this one um 
I'll have to send you all the ones that I've read. They're so good. But yeah, I'll have to remember too. My mom had this whole series of this World War II drama. And I remember she had Ooh. all the books when I was like, you know, I'd say like 10 to 12 years old on our big ass bookshelf, two bookshelves we had. And like she had, you know, it was just a never ending series. I'll have to look at, I'll, I'll have to text her tomorrow and I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Cause I, I love them. And like my mom gave me a, a mystery suspense book. And I read that and I was like, oh man, I forgot how much I love mystery and suspense. Books. Right. They're fun. Yeah. And so today we went to Half Price Books and I picked up four mystery suspense books. And I was like, I'm so excited. High five. So after, jacked. <laughs> after I read my next two World War history books. <laughs> and one of them was John Work Grisham. Oh, yeah. Do one what? of them said John Grisham. Oh, no shit. Which one? Yeah. I don't remember. What oh, yeah. Called. No big deal. Yeah. You just text me later. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I'll text it to you. It's got an orangish yellow cover. This is how I know. I know, things. I know colors. It's a well, weird situation. Um, well, I know. Guys... I remember like parts of titles. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. the whole thing. Sorry. Well, you guys have been speaking so well. Um, speaking about this literature that's that's uh, 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 iconic and legendary. It's just shit we love. Huh? It's just shit, shit we, we all love. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I love it too. Um, I try. I. I uh, Joe had bought Lord of the Rings on Audible recently, and uh, I tried to listen nice. to that. I thought the reader was boring, so I kind of burned out. Oh, the books yeah. are the books are very boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like the books. I've read I've, I've read the book before, but like the 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 for for me at least. Oh, the audio! Uh, I got you. Yeah, the audio was very boring. Like the guy was just like nothing. Like he gives you nothing. Like it's just he's no he's no uh, John Jim Dale. Huh? Jim Dale. Jim Dale? Jim Dale. Yeah, Jim Dale who reads the Harry Potter stuff, who's okay. fantastic. Incredible. It's a fast. He's it's, it's one of the great, besides like, um, uh, 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 oh, God. He's my favorite. Um, and that's the hardest part that he's my favorite, and I can't remember his fucking name. The guy who reads the, the uh, Dark Tower books, uh, he's my favorite guy, favorite reader guy. But like, uh, so I tried to listen to that. Didn't work out. I stopped. Um, then uh, Bryce bought me for Christmas. He bought me the Ghostbusters one and two novelization, and I was already listening to the novelization. I bought an Audible, and right, they made the movies boring, like really boring. I was like, man, I just don't care. Like, I'm so out of it. Like, yikes. I don't know how you make a, such a fun movie into a very boring audiobook. But, um, well, I mean, I think that, that was always my problem with audiobooks. If you don't have good actors, it's it seems pointless. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, because my favorite part about reading a book is the kind of voices. And I know this sounds crazy, but, you know, imagining the characters yeah. and kind of everything, all that in my own brain and kind of giving everyone their own whatever, you know, narrative kind of voice. So that's speak. I like to see the book. I like to read the book before the movie because I want to get my own picture. With Harry Potter, I didn't jump on the train right away. I jumped on that train like eight years ago. Right. Yeah. Um, and like I got the books and I read them all. And I was through like book four and <coughs> we got the movies. And then Jeremy was like, oh, do you want to watch them? I was like, no. And he was like, why not? And I was like. Because I can't get any extra characters in there in my brain. I have I to picture know. them the way that I need to picture them. Right. No, I like, get that. And, you know, people are different when it comes to that. That makes sense. Well, I read, um, oh, what's that book? 
Um, <sighs> the movie has Tom Hanks in it and a girl, and it's like a oh, real Claude Atlas. No, 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 that's okay. awful. Um, <laughs> but the true, true. The other one with Tom Hanks, and it's the like true, a, true. a religious thriller. Oh, the Pixie Code yeah. and Angels and Demons and yeah. all that I read shit movies. And I enjoyed the book. And then when they came out and they're like, this is going to be the um, movies and it's Tom Hanks. And I was like, <laughs> with some weird fucking long looking hair. Like, how are you going to have, how you going to have fucking Tom Hanks portray, I think it's Langdon or whatever that character's yeah. name and was. The, like the that, character yeah. was supposed to be like this kind of. And the great, 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 great granddaughter of Jesus Christ. Himself, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, but but besides the point. The, the book is still fun, I have to admit. Yeah. My yeah. grandfather even read it to Val Christian was like, hey, it's fun. It's all bullshit, but it's still <laughs> fun. <laughs> I don't have to believe it. I remember reading it, my mom being like, uh, I was like, mom, don't worry. Everything is fine. Hey, it doesn't, yeah. yeah. Jesus, you're not like, going to hell for reading this I was book, like, I swear. I also watched some crazy movies that are probably not the best either. Well, we and you I got didn't believe them. We saw back in Huntsville. Yeah, so. you got what? We got protested. Oh. They're, they're like we're we got we bought t- the people the protesters were there. We bought tickets for Divinity Code. Like, how dare you? Oh, like, I forgot about that. Also for Passion of the Christ too. I remember uh, yeah. that was a big problem, which that surprised me because my church bought out theaters to see that movie. Correct. For fuck's sakes, yeah. just yeah, crazy. But yeah, I remember Divinity Code got protested, and then whatever the other one was, like just like God, I people see, grow the Passion fuck up. I'm sorry, but Passion like, yeah. No, I agree. Just get over yourself and stop thinking that your way is the only way. And if you don't agree with me, then you're wrong. Like, be an adult. Yeah, because Everybody I, be we might all be wrong. So let's <laughs> put that yeah. into perspective. <laughs> That's what annoys me. I have no problem with people's beliefs, but I hate it when they're just forced on you. Like, no, you're, I'm right and you're wrong. It's like, bitch, how do you have any actual proof of that? And they don't. So it's just, it's annoying. It is, but like, listen, like, if a movie like Passion of Christ can make me feel like this is a, it's a powerful like, movie. It's a powerful fucking movie, like, like, and a I powerful mean, this, story. It's he, proven that Jesus Christ was a person. Yeah. Everything else is left to, you know, in my opinion, just opinion, you know. <laughs> but like, um, but yeah, it's, it's a fair. It's what a story should do, right? Though, like, you should make something that that's very powerful too. That kind of like opened you up kind of uh, kind of get makes you feel for this person and Mel Gibson did that so I don't know it's I mean, to it's make you stuff. think like you read I can't book, watch it it's you watch movies. a movie it makes you think it shouldn't be like oh I've watched this movie it's true if, if that's the case then every time I leave a movie I should be able to crash my car into something and be just fine right and fly I should be able to fly and David Bowie's in it too oh Passion of the Christ Oh no, he's in the he's in the he's in the the, the Scorsese one. He's oh, in the, okay. Oh, the Temptation, Christ. Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah, Last Temptation. He's pilot for that, which yeah. is a weird fucking one too. But interesting it's as well. probably my favorite Christ story of all time, uh, put on film. But we'll get into that in Christ Month. <laughs> Whatever we do. <doing? laughs> Yeah. Which would, would actually be July, but somehow we post pagans <laughs> put in post pagans put in December. <laughs> I always felt that I've hilarious. Uh, saying, hey, here, welcome back to Christ Month on PCP Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. um, so we talk about a lot of books and stuff like that. You got classics, right? Classic books. Uh, let me let me bring it back to the trash. Good. And uh, which I will do. Uh 
talking about 1993's Ticks. Come get your bags, guys. This place looks worse than the projects. It started out small. It's got measles bumps. It's a tick. Vampires of the insect world. A part of Mother Nature's wonder. What's so inspiring about bugs and insects and snakes? But then they grew. Don't move. There's something on your back. Get it off now! And grew. Just don't touch it if you don't know what it is. Don't touch it, it attacked me. Unimaginable. Ticks do not get this big. Unthinkable. Unbelievable. There's a huge fire. Who was supposed to take things in this way? Where civilization ends. The nightmare begins. Everybody get up, Sam! It's not nice to mess with Mother Nature. T I C K S, ticks. Bugs. Um, it's a horror flick. Uh, <laughs> not tits. No, bugs. Yeah, bugs. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, this is, <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, this is directed by uh, a, a good dude named Tony Randell, uh, who directed Hellraiser 2, Hellbound, which is my favorite Hellraiser flick. Um, interestingly enough, he's also a visual effects director and also did the visual effects for Escape from New York. Right. Uh, Battle from uh, Battle from Beyond the Stars, which was uh, Harvey Corman's sort of like take on Star Wars, and Galaxy of Terror, which you haven't seen, please do. And also um, Saturday the Fourteenth, which is pretty damn funny, and uh, Forbidden World, which is really cool. Um, directing wise, uh, didn't really do anything that's truly that great. He did DefCon Four, which me and Joe watched back in the day. With um, I got a uh, double disc of DefCon Four and Hell Comes to Frogtown. And Def Con 4 was boring as fuck, in my opinion. Uh, How comes to Frogtown is amazing, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun one. He also directed an, ep- he also directed an episode of Joe Bob's uh, Drive-In Theater. Um, he also directed the horrendous, but also gloriously funny, uh, uh, live-action uh, adaptation of Fist of the North Star. If you guys want to watch that, please <laughs> go ahead and have fun watching that pile of shit. Um, <laughs> Did a little bit of he did uh, a couple of episodes, he did some episodes of Beyond Belief Factor Fifteen, which I believe has Riker from Star Trek in it. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, other than that, I had that much. But um, so tell us, tell us about Ticks. Uh, so so Ticks is about the, the synopsis is a group of t- uh, troubled teenagers are led by social workers on a California wilderness retreat, not knowing that the woods are are camping. What is this? Not knowing that the woods they are... Oh, not the woods that we're camping in have become infested by mutated blood-sucking ticks. <laughs> I mean, shit, that's just like be... the wood... Right? Yeah. yeah. Knowledge. Knowledge. <laughs> uh, here's, here, you have... Uh, you got, you've got Seth Green. He's in okay. here. Okay. you got Jesus. Alfonso Ribeiro um, uh-huh. from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, Carlton. Yeah, uh, Peter Scolari uh, from... He played in Star Trek... He's Star, uh, Stargate. He's in Stargate. Oh, yeah. Um, also played uh, the Rick Moranis character in the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV show. 
Um, Clint Howard's in it, along with Rance Howard, which is his older brother. So uh, Howard's Howard's unfortunate first name, Rance. Um, <laughs> Rance, yeah. Uh, Rance. But uh, this is a awesome flick. Uh, this is the special effects are off the chain. Like it's a good, it, it's yeah. Of course, it's 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 what you guys think. It's big ticks that are mutated by by Clint Howard, who's a scientist, creates big ticks. I don't remember why he does it. Can't tell you why, but um, he does it, and they become big ticks, and um, they suck people's fucking blood and uh, <laughs> people's mouths, sense. and they're afraid of fire, like ticks are apparently, and. Uh, yeah, the, the the special fix still the show, but um, I would say that Alfonso, um, I can't remember his name from fucking fr- from Fresh Prince. Carl- Carlton. Carlton. Carlton, yeah, yeah Carlton. Carl- he does his dance. Carlton is great. Is he in this? Yeah, he, I well, feel like he's pretty uh, when good. When I say he's great, I mean like he's is like he? <laughs> off the chain. Like he's like he goes like the full like eleven. Oh, I like he it. He loses his fucking mind. All right, I'll watch um, it and be grossed out the entire time because it's Bob. a lot. Of fun. <laughs> this movie's a lot of fun. I don't, I don't know. I think it's on Hulu. I think it is. It's on. It's free on IMDb TV as well. So if you have Amazon, you can just access IMDb TV through Amazon Prime. Right. And you it's probably, also you, on Pluto. I can just watch it online. It's on Pluto. Okay. Yeah, so I watched it on Pluto. Pluto and Tubi, man. You can never go wrong. I love no, those apps. No, no, no. Tubi is like my jam forever. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty short and sweet. It's it's an amazing like an hour, like twenty minutes. Um, just fun as fuck, gory as fuck. It's gross as shit. If you guys like that, <laughs> um, it, there's some gross fucking tick shit in it, which I love. Um, I almost picked something else for this, but I, I just picked ticks because I. I kind of it's one of those movies that I just found like maybe in the last like year and a half or so that I like, found out I truly love this movie. It's awesome, uh, but um, please do me a favor and go watch Ticks, man. It's it's a it's just a short, easy, sweet sort of like fun, uh, uh, almost like Cronenberg esque like body horror shit. And the prosthetics are awesome. Like all the ticks look cool. All the skin shit, all the skin affected shit looks amazing. The vomiting and oh, blood, it looks, it looks amazing. So. The pictures look pretty cool, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to have dreams of, like, <laughs> bit by things. Right, right, right. Um, Just yeah. wake up throwing bows and shit. Right? <laughs> Throw them Joe going to give it to you. Yamada! Sorry. We were listening to Rough Riders on the way home, not to oh, deviate. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, um, I've been jamming, yeah. jamming that shit. Yeah, well, me and Joe were listening the other way home, and I, was, I couldn't help but thinking to myself, Joe showed me a LL Cool J song recently. Oh, God, it was bad. Which is one of the dumbest, <laughs> stupidest fucking songs I've ever heard about. What's, what's the LL Cool J song? Oh, I don't Remember know, it? but it was so bad. Right, look it up. It'll give you time. <laughs> but uh, the fact... Well, I remember as a kid, this was like powerful. It was, like, it was the anthem, right? It was like, oh, shit. You know. Are you talking about the LL Cool J song with um, DMX in it? No. No, no, no. It's an it's a it's an early like like late eighties LL Cool J album. Oh, that's no. It's bad. Uh but um Is it the my girlfriend one? Because that one's so bad. I need a girl. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it's it. so bad. So bad. <laughs> it is and yeah, yeah. Mom's gonna knock you out while I'm trying to just take out your girl. Like, fuck you, LL. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. What's that mom that I'm knocking you out though? No, What's no, no. It's, it's I need a girl. And it's I need a girl, okay. It's, the worst song 
ever. And I it came on my Pandora when I was listening to my like nineties uh R and B rap right. station, whatever. And I was just like, What? I'm at work and that was sitting there first trying hits. to I was trying to like <laughs> get my life my together mind, at work really. and I'm just like, I am listening to this. I can't not like I can't stop it, but it's awful. That's that's why Ella was called always kind of looked on as like you know a, a shitty rapper, and I, I think he's I don't get me wrong I think he's made a lot of good music. I really like the entire Mr. Smith album. If you ever listen to that from like I forget what year that is, but his old shit is just corny, <laughs> like it's so kind of corny. About on the way on the way home, I was like, this is like a, this is like that LL Cool Day song. It's it's so corny. It's like Rough Riders, yeah. Shut them down, open up shop. <laughs> I love that. I love oh, that part. Oh, but everything else in that part is like is how it's, rough it's roll. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I fucking love it still. <laughs> that's like that's, that's like something that's been embedded in my brain since like the sixth grade. And I can remember yeah, my I can remember my my fucking brother's graduation. Um he graduated in ninety nine and the I, I won't say his name, but the fucking football douchebag of all douchebags it's like the one <laughs> giving the speech is like there's something i gotta ask my class of 1999 where my dog's at which is one of his songs and like the whole crowd was just silent of course everyone all the all the seniors like yeah we're, we're, we're barking and shit we're like like what the fuck was that he's like okay now like back to my speech it's like Oh, so cringe. Ooh, it makes me cringe to this day. And I was like in the sixth grade cringing at that. Like, ugh. <laughs> anyway. Well, I will say ironic t- anecdote. <laughs> ironic, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Texas feels like a uh, tale from the dark side or a tale from the crypt episode that is elongated until an hour and 20 minutes. So if you guys want to check it out, do it. If you guys want to check out some LL Cool Tape from the, the early days, if you want to check out some DMX, uh, RAP, good dude. Uh, check out their stuff as well, but uh, yeah, that's that's all I got, man. So, my dudes, yo, my dudes here. Oh, I'm good. My Are riders, yeah, yeah. That's that's rough rider. Rough rider. Read classic literature while you're listening to DMX. Go listen to that LL Cool J song. It's called "I Need Love," and then be sad so that bad. you listen to it. <laughs> and this, and, and be more sad that he produced that on a record. <laughs> Like what the fuck? Oh, it's so bad. It's so unsexy. Uh, yeah, it's it's like a I think it's like a ten year old talking like my my teacher's crush. Or yeah, like, like if if you were <laughs> to sing that song to me, I would literally laugh at you. Be like, <laughs> um, go hug your mom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> His mama loves Cool Jason. (laughs) HM HM Cool J. (laughs) I I still I still would like for me, you, Mike, um, Joe, if you want to do this too, I think we should do a nice like um uh, what's the word for it? But like uh, sort of a reevaluation of the movie uh, Into Deep with Ella Cool J and Omar Epps, I think it is. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, like in like 2000, uh, I think we should check it out. I remember when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be like uh, in too deep with like Jeff Goldblum and uh, 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 Morpheus, uh, the Lauren, actor, uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence yep. Fishburne, which was awesome. But like, I thought it was gonna be like sort of like that. But man, I, was... I don't think I saw that one either. You never seen in too deep? Uh, not with. Um, I, I have know. seen the LL Cool J one. 
It's uh, no, it's a uh, uh, deep cover. Is with uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Jeff. Uh, Jeff oh Cobalt. yeah, that's a great fucking movie. That's an awesome movie, dude. Like it's way underrated, like crazy underrated for but, sure. Yeah, I, I think we need to get into a month of these deep cover fucking drug movies, like Kings in the King of New York and shit like that. To be fun to do. Yeah, dude, I'm so down to go through all those fucking gangster classics. That'd be a lot of fun. I love them right. because along with my literature and my. Russian novels and all that jazz. I love a good gangster movie. Damn straight. I mean, that's like it's it, that's what I love about all kinds of literature. I want all the fucking shit. Yes, I, I want it. All Every it. aspect imaginable. Ah. But yeah. So yeah, that's right, that's that's all I got. I hope I hope yeah. everyone had a fun episode. That was fun for me. I had a great time. Um, you guys want to speak a little bit on uh, Kong versus Godzilla at all? I know we all watch that together. So. I would love to. See, I want to see it in a big screen. I still haven't yet. And I thought, I thought it was way better than any of the Godzilla movies that have been released since. Even King of Monsters, the stupid fucking human subplots just get on my nerves. Literally, you could have taken the I forget her name, Millie from Stranger what Things. You could have taken her completely out of the movie, and nothing would, would have not changed. Change. <laughs> We talked Anything. about that today about how we could take all the humans out of it and still be a great movie. Like yeah. just the music and the Monster King Kong fights. and Godzilla and not even the fights. You could start like the right. whole movie. Just take out the humans. It'd be it'd be amazing. I mean, fuck it. Like, yeah, at that point, it's like, well, Godzilla's like, you know what? They do kind of suck. So <laughs> I'm going to join my friend Mecca here. And uh... <laughs> But no, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a visual, of course, obvious, yeah. awesome spectacle, a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, like um, you know, people, for some reason, Hollywood thinks that uh, most of us people that go, well, the majority of the audience that go see movies, they don't understand that like movies are a visual medium, and we can figure out how things go as we watch them. We're not, we're not stupid. We can watch. A lot months. of people are though, so I think that's a problem. <laughs> a lot of you other and people I, are, not, not oh, are, but there are a lot of stupid fucking people out which there. Which is crazy because, like, what do you, like I want to ask those people. I want to go in the through the microphone and ask you, like, what do you get? What, what did you get out of the human stuff from from Kong versus Godzilla? I, I got nothing from it. Yeah. So sure. All right. Cool. I agree. I agree, uh, man. What, especially out of like. Uh, the uh, Godzilla versus well, the Kingdom Monsters movie. Like, what out of the human stuff? What did you What did you get out of that? Well, she, like, the, the, they had to have a reason for the whatever monsters to be released. So they just made what's her name, um, Vermira. I can't think of her last fucking last name. She made her a bad guy and just Vermeer, released them, like, oh, I'm sorry, I made a bad mistake. Like, it's so just lazily done. <laughs> it's so bad. Gross. But well, the, the fights fight were awesome. Gone. <laughs> and I really did like uh, Kong versus Godzilla with the visual stuff, with the neon stuff, and like, I like uh, Hong Kong. Too. Oh I yeah, absolutely it looked awesome. But I every still time think that Kong Skull Island is the best one so far, though. Every time I see the movies, I'm just like, just like any of the Marvel movies or DC movies, I'm just like, they are ruining the city. How much money is this going to cost? Oh. Oh, could you imagine the death toll? I mean, granted, I mean, everyone's already dying, or they're going to die if they don't fight for whatever fucking reason. Whatever. I don't care. It's fun. Thank you, Godzilla and King Kong, for saving us, except for the other 95% of the population. Well, like, it reminds me of, uh, what was the Superman movie, fucking Man of Steel, where they destroy the whole fucking city. And to be fair, they do kind of tie that into Batman by 
uh, Batman versus Superman, but it's just like, man, y'all just murdered so many civilians. Like, fuck, I, Jesus Christ, what are you, I every like president the, since the 70s? <laughs> right, 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 right. And this one doesn't pay, this one obviously doesn't care about that, which I like. It's like, yeah. like don't worry about it. Don't, yeah. no big deal. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's fun. Fun, yeah, yeah. Now. They had that one short I, scene in Tokyo or Japan where, well, yeah, same thing. But were they like, like, uh, get to the shelter? Like, this is the shelter yeah. place for a ta- for kaiju attack. Remember, they all go down there, run down there. There are several people that are still gonna fucking die. Can't they all can't get there at the same time? But like, the fact that they do it in the BBS, or like, like, all right, uh, let's get to a location where there's nobody there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it was a lot Martha. of fun. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a funny meme, and it was literally Godzilla grabbing Kong, and Godzilla just says, I Martha and Kong. <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> it's so it's kind of similar, though, this movie, too, though, the whole, like, it literally is. acknowledging thing, and, like, okay, yeah, you're good? Yeah, you good? All right, we're good. It's like, guess <laughs> what? He's going to kill both of us, so let's just kill him, and then we're fine. Everything's mm-hmm. cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But it was still visually fun. Had a what? great time uh, watching me and my buddy Will checked it out, watching it on HBO Max, and it was it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And uh, please, Mike, if you get a chance with with Will and his wife or whatever, uh, check that shit out in the theater, man. Oof. Um, yeah, a lot of fun in the theater. That's surround. The best part, in my opinion, the screen. It looks nice on the screen, but like, dude, that surround sound. That's the jam. That's where it's all about. Yeah, so, it was really good for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. I want to, I, I, I want to see that, and I want to see the new Bob Odenkirk flick. Um, nobody, I want to like. Apparently, he's John Wick, which I will never buy in a million years, but I'm still going to see it. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk also says, "I am no John Wick." It's what he says in the inter- there's an interview I read with him. He's like, "I'm not John Wick at all," right. but, but yeah, I want to see. I want to do a review for uh, for nobody too, man. I think nobody's gonna be a blast. I can't wait to watch it. Well, anyways, guys, uh, thank you so much for uh, listening to the show. Um, please go out and listen to these, uh, watch these movies. Uh, what? Read these books. Read the Read books. This. Yeah. Uh, if you guys get a chance, if you, get, you guys want to have a, uh, you guys want an excuse like I do, where I'm too busy and I can't read books, you can always get all those audio books are completely available. So. And most of your older books, like uh, the Bronte Sisters or uh, Austin or. Um, Dostoevsky or all of those. Tolsky, everything, yeah. Tolsky, they're all free because they're a jillion public years domain? old. Yeah, they're public uh, domain. Yeah. And there's actually a them. website, yeah. Yeah, you can get them on Audible. I mean, you have to pay for Audible, but you can listen to other free book apps. Again, the narrator is the worst. So if you ever listen to, like, LibriVox, don't, um, because <laughs> it's just their narrators are not there they're shitty yeah so but you can the books you can it's usually like, get them for have your, your apple they're computer just read your book to you oh, <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. you you can get them for free so it's not going to be an expensive situation if you're already paying for audible you don't have to buy a 30 dollar book they're on there you just have to look for them or if you get them on your kindle or something right. like that you can do the same thing right. they're they're great because they're a jillion years old you don't have to pay for them anymore. Go to bookstore. You have to pay for that because that's a bookstore. But, you know. Love yeah, it. I agree. I, the, yeah. But, but all of your book choices are fucking great. And 
I'm this was kind of a fun, different episode. I kind of like this yeah. style, to be honest. Yeah, um, it, was good. It, it was interesting. It is. It's a it's an experiment. So I also um, I, before we get off here, I want to say one thing. I forgot his name, but I remember it now. Frank Mueller. Frank Mueller <laughs> is the guy who read the Dark Tower books. And oh. <laughs> he's a great he's a great narrator, and uh, sadly passed away uh, six seven years ago. Well, had a, a motorcycle oh, crash, yeah. uh, but also produced a lot of Stephen King's audiobooks. Uh, but uh, he's got a great voice, and. Um, Please go out and listen to his stuff. He also reads a lot of like he's read uh, he read Bobby Dick and it's awesome. Oh. And he read uh, um, I hate that book too, so that's interesting. Yeah, the book the book is whatever, but he reads it and it's it's great when he reads it. But like right on. Uh, he read uh, all the Pretty Horses, uh, Cormac McCarthy's book, which is great. If you want to listen to that, uh, if you're a big fan of uh, Cormac McCarthy, which I kind of am. Uh, in his, his style, the slow. It's a movie. weird pro style, but it's it, interesting. It's, I agree. It's very different than uh, Cormac McCarthy. No Country for Old Men is a great book. Sorry. Oh, I, I agree. Uh, but um, you want to check that stuff out? Please do. There's all. I think it's the Western trilogy. He doesn't do all of them. It's well, Cormac McCarthy's McCarthy's Western trilogy. He only does the first, the first book, which is all the pretty horses. But um, that that series, that trilogy is awesome. If you guys, you know, want to want to deep dive into some fucking Western shit, he did it. So <laughs> check it out if you want to. Uh, but um, yeah. Uh, anyways. My book recommendations for you guys. So, uh, <laughs> again, thank you guys for checking out the show out. Uh, take it easy. Uh, don't be a piece of shit. And uh, we don't know what's going to happen next. I think we have an idea. But um, we have the people to do the next episode. Let's just hope that we can keep on. Life happens. And who knows what's going to happen. Yes. Hopefully we'll okay. keep it in line again. And yeah, we'll see. <laughs> right. uh, Pop Culture Purgatory, your Roll the Dice podcast. Who knows what's going to happen next? And we'll keep that happening as we get older and get farther into episodes, I it's guess. Fun. So. It's fun that way. Yeah, it's fun that way. Absolutely. It's always interesting. Yeah, no scripts here, guys, obviously. So you guys have a good night. Uh, thank you, Joe, for being on the show. You're welcome. Mike, I love you. Thank you for being here again, buddy. Love you both as always. Love and, you. And Tron, uh, your birthday's next week. Happy birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. Motherfuck birthday. Partying it up. Love what? you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. I love jazz. Hope your mom's okay. Hope your dad's okay. Hope your fam's okay, man. And uh, a very happy, happy birthday to you, brother. Keep it sleazy. Hey, got it. Got it. Got it. Cool. There we go. Very good. All right. Talk to you guys next time. Later. Bye.